We take a single episode of a science fiction TV series and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. This is the Fusion Patrol Podcast. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight, we're looking at the final series 12? 11? Which is it? Uh, 11? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, se- series 11 or series, series 37, depending series on whether 11. you are correct mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it series 11 because that's generally what the BBC does. Even that's wrong. But uh, the mm. final episode of series 11, The Battle of Ranskur of Kolos. Two religious zealots stand prepared to build a temple when their god appears before them. That can't be good. 3,407 years later, the Doc and a gang pick up multiple distress signals, coming from the planet Ranskor of course, a planet whose name literally means disintegrator of the soul. Armed with neural blockers to prevent their souls from being disintegrated, they go to investigate. On the planet, they find the wrecks of many spacecraft and one survivor, Patraxi. His memory has been damaged by the planet, but with the addition of a neural blocker, he begins to remember, with things coming back just often enough to keep the mysteries going and reveal info as needed throughout the episode. They discover that Tim Shaw, erstwhile Stenza from the Doctor's Regeneration episode, has been trapped on this planet and is manipulating the Ux, the previously mentioned religious zealots, to turn whole worlds into trophies rendering them devoid of life in the process. The fleets of ship were races attempting to bring Tim Shaw to justice for his atrocities. Graham vows to kill Tim Shaw, while Tim Shaw vows to extract revenge on the Doctor by making Earth his next trophy. Battle of Ranskor? Of course, I can't help thinking of the pirate planet. Yes, you're not the only one. Yeah. Which was a cool idea in the pirate planet. Um kind of weird that earth was going to be next but there you go <laughs> in that one and this one anyway so what did you think of this episode well it's 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 not an ep- it's not an episode that um it's not the first time it's been ripped off because well we've we talked about it on this very podcast um but i've forgotten the title of it the infinite quest the infinite oh, yes. quest was very close to to uh, many of the ideas in the pirate planet it's douglas adams of course so there are Lots of good ideas to plunder by other pirate Doctor Who writers. But uh, yes, there you go. So what did you think of the episode? This episode, not Pirate Planet. Unless you want to talk well, about the Pirate Planet. I mean, either one, but we'll stick well, with this Well, I'm to talk about the Pirate Planet. But I have to say, I haven't watched it that recently. So whereas this one I have actually watched in the last couple of days. So I, 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 think, I think I mentioned that... Um, I, I wasn't quite sure whether I actually wanted to have a kind of season finale ending. I had, I, I definitely thought that I didn't really care for those kind of big blowout endings because often they were done very badly. And what I really just wanted was a good episode. So if it was another another week, another good episode, just fine. And then last week I was feeling like, oh, actually, maybe I want something that feels like it completes the series. And in that respect, I kind of think this episode delivered it wasn't so much that there was um, an arc running or at least a plot arc running through the series I think there were there were character arcs which is the way it should be Um, but even though as we speculated and 
rather weren't looking forward to, even though Chibnall <laughs> did bring back old uh, old Timbo, the, um, yeah. the rather annoying Stenza. Yeah. It the the fact that he brought him back gave us this link to I mean, you say it's the Doctor's Regeneration episode, the, the the woman who fell to earth, but it's also the episode that introduced us to all of the characters, all of the 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 fam, um, and 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 Graham in particular. And I think more than this being about Tim Shaw, it's about Graham confronting his feelings, his unresolved feelings of anger that have become mixed up in his grief um, when he when he realizes he's likely to come face to face towards the creature who who killed his wife mm-hmm. and I, I i think i i mentioned when we discussed the witch finders um or was it no maybe it was when we discussed kablam certainly when i was blogging about um midway through the series and ping or ping yeah. whatever it was called the gremlin um, yeah the, the 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 gremlin it, it escaped alive from that episode that um i'd concluded that there was there was something going on in certainly that first half of the series that i i quite liked where you got unsympathetic characters like robertson um who in the hands of many doctor who writers would be conveniently killed off and i i say conveniently because it was in a way that avoided uh, you know it's a 45 mm-hmm. minute 50 minute show avoided facing any difficult consequences from from that choice or any kind of unresolved quiet dis, uh, disquiet um and i i i actually think that's what was being picked up here when you got that terrific scene between the doctor and graham with the doctor basically facing him down and saying you're not you're not going to kill this monster purely from from vengeance if that's what you're going to do you go you go back to the tardis and the, the and graham being equally resolute that uh, if if he only did one one more thing with his life it was going to be to to wipe this stenza out right and i will i will take and say that that was good and i don't mean <laughs> it was I, it was that was good that was a nice piece of character for graham and a, a nice solid result. I, you know, and, and, I think and the, I mean, the Doctor, I thought it was, again, one of Jodie Whittaker's strongest performances. Mm. 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 I, I, I honestly not getting that. Um, and then I'm not, I, I will, I will go out that very few of the Doctor's performances, any Doctor, are particularly strong to me. I, I, I don't see that as a, <laughs> I, I've never seen the Doctor's character as a particularly um, strong dramatic acting point. Occasionally, you'll catch one, but for the most part, they're kind of pantomime. And for the most part, they're kind of pantomime. Um, but, you know, I... Gosh, it's a bit of a shame if you've been waiting 55 years for someone to do some acting in the role. I, I really... <clears throat> I mean, there have been pantomime moments. There are yeah, frequently I, pantomime moments, but... It, I think there have been some terrific performances. There by are from time some to time. Of the various but, doctors. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not taking that as as saying, oh, they're, t- they're terrible. I don't mean it like that. But they don't rise up beyond the level of. I know this is. I don't know. It doesn't. It's very few. I, Capaldi had a couple of moments where he was giving a giving a speech uh, that were that were. Oof, yeah. You really felt it, but. And long you know, speeches. I wouldn't. He could, I wouldn't he could. say. There was much during Matt Smith's or David Tennant's era, 
Oh, or God, Eccleston. David Tennant was amazing. He's a good actor. I mean, absolutely, he's an amazing... It's a great actor, but you have to be given the part. You have to be given the role to... to, to I don't know. I, 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 that's not trying to like, diss yeah. it. They're, they're all absolutely positively competent. I just don't look at it and go, that's an amazing bit of acting. So I'm... When I'm saying I don't agree that it was an amazing bit of acting on Jody's part, I am trying to say that that's because I didn't rarely see amazing bits of acting on the Doctor. Uh, the companions have had much better chops with that in the new series, in a way. But and as witness in this, um, but I there are some things. Well, okay, I'm trying to put that aside because I think that was a great bit for Graham. This is a great episode for Ryan. This was another. Not much episode for Yaz. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that she's pretty yeah. much mostly been sidelined. She's there. She does stuff. But, you know, they've been given the lion's share to the Graham Ryan uh, arrangement, I think. And that's fair. Uh, and the build, and of course, it had a build up, right? It's got something. Yaz has nothing. She's just running away from her family, who's a kind of annoying. They seem nice enough, <laughs> except for her sister, but they're kind of annoying. I mean, you can see yes. this is a young person who just wants to get out of the house for crying out loud. <laughs> I've lived with him my whole life. I want to go live my life. That That's what I see in Yaz. But Graham and Ryan have, have an art. They do have something. They have a unresolved, prior to this episode, uh, unresolved uh, status between them. They have unresolved feelings about the death of their, their loved one. And so they've they've been given this really good piece. And and they cleaned it up nicely. I complained, was it last week? I don't know, the week before, about that I felt it was too long. Yeah, it was last week, but too long before Ryan called him granddad. Oh, yeah. I felt like it had been, they dragged it out just a little too long, but I guess they were trying to, you know, coax it for this moment at the end, the I love you moment. Which I the... felt was too soon after last week, but. Exactly. <laughs> well, yes, that. As well, it, it feels like maybe there should have been a little gap of time there. And if they'd done the other a bit earlier, this might have balanced a little bit better, but I don't know. Well, I, I yes, I, because I didn't agree it was, I didn't agree with you it was too too late last week, but, um, but it did feel like these two were too close together. So in that respect, it felt, it would have felt more natural to me had Ryan made that concession that he made in last week's episode, calling Graham granddad. Mm-hmm. And then for 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 him suddenly to be so expressive emotionally, you know, it it would feel to me like they would ne- they would need that it's part of a journey. It's not like the down breaking. It should still mm-hmm. be part of a journey. There's there's further for him to go after last week before he reaches this point. I mean, we don't know how many adventures they've had in the TARDIS in between, but from the viewer's point of view, we haven't been taken on that that journey, and so it certainly feels rushed. Right. So. Um... But, you know, the pieces in place, just not where they necessarily where they are, I, you know. I don't know if I'd go so far as say as I love you. That's, a, that's an interesting question. I've never had a step, step parent. Um, and, you know, I suspect it would matter how old you were when you got your step parent and, or step grandparent or whatever it is. Uh, it never would occur to me that you'd pass on to anything other than that's a pretty damn good friend. But, but maybe. So I don't have that in my... I don't have that in my repertoire, so, of emotional range. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he, he was also kind of laying it I'm, on a bit I, thick. Yeah. To, to get him to do I, what he needed to do, which is not kill Tim Shaw. 
Yes. Well, yes, yes, and it, and it, I think that it, that did ju- that justified the kind of emotion of the moment. Um, but I, I was going to say I've got a, a step grandparent, and I, I, you know, I, I think, yeah, <laughs> she's not listening to this. Oh, there um, you go. But, but you know, uh, she, yes, she feels to me like my grandparent, really, and uh, so. In, but I mean, how you how you express that—that's very much down. That's a personal, and indeed, the particular relationship you have is very much a personal thing. Yeah, I, I and I, I, <clears throat> there is that scene where you know he he calls him granddad again, and he says it's you know too late, something like that. He said that was too, you know tried hard, that was too late coming, and maybe that's why they held that so long into the show. So that or the, it's, arguably this is, a, this is a reaction to that. Arguably, granddad, uh, granddad, Graham, <laughs> granddad. I think of him as my granddad. Um, arguably, Graham is making a point that you know that's just sort of a new thing, and it's way way too late. And if it had happened earlier in the series, perhaps he would have gotten more time to adapt to that and uh, understand how Ryan's feelings have changed. Perhaps, but I think I think if it if it had happened if it had happened earlier in the series, Graham would have felt it it was a long time coming because mm. we you know we we have we've picked this up after he's been married to Grace for four years, so clearly clearly he's been working on it, and he he feels it's very apparent that Ryan has been very unresponsive. So I'm sympathetic to Graham's feelings of frustration over that. Yeah, and I think it, it has been clear Graham has spent a lot of that four years trying to get on Ryan's better side. Yeah, I mean, he's not a guy who likes to be, you know, he he wants to be liked. He wants to be friendly. He's, he's put in the effort. Hmm. Um, you know, well, we saw that even with the bike thing. I mean, he was there. He was there cheering on Ryan even before we I, realized Ryan kind of didn't like him. Yes. <laughs> like, but he was there. I mean, he was he was putting in the time, like I say, so... Yeah, I think um, you've got to. I mean, you've got to bear in mind that it's not necessarily that Ryan didn't like him. It is that 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 thing in a in a step relationship of the interloper because he has a pre existing relationship with his grandmother, and Graham is the, the the new character, but the one who gets all of his grandmother's attention, and so therefore, obviously, there are feelings of, of jealousy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I can I that that I can put in my that I can put in my repertoire. I mean, I. I my mother died when I before I remember her. I have, I have absolutely no I have no feelings, memories, anything about my mother, right? So I should not be jealous. But I do know that when my dad would have a girlfriend, it would be like she's not good enough for him. <laughs> so it's not. I, I don't think it's jealousy. Well, maybe I don't know. But it's definitely there's a snobbery or I, <laughs> yeah, you know why. Why that? What is he seeing that? I, I don't know. So it's not. I, I, yes, it's not. It's not simple. But it's. It's yes. There are there are all sorts of tensions and undercurrents. And I. I. I think that's something that has been an an, an arc running through these ten episodes. That you know, it's more. It's more. It's been more about character development than it has about any kind of contrived plot plot arc. But I think you're right. It's given. It's. But, Particularly for for Ryan, who in in some other respects is not a particularly satisfyingly interesting character to watch. It's given that whole dynamic uh, so, something to to keep you interested and to to keep you engaged with them. 
it's all, it's all and, and I, and I oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I, I I agree I agree with you in the sense that Yaz hasn't really developed in that respect because I think that Yaz is much more the traditional companion type mm-hmm. role. If if there were only one companion, I'm thinking I'd want it to be Yaz because she big for all the reasons we've discussed before but she's she's smart and she's resourceful and she's interesting she's likable and she's got this amazing uh, screen presence you know as an actor where you you do just feel you want to watch her but although i mean the, there were episodes like uh, the, the uh, demons of the punjab where there was a, a kind of very character focused story for her character that's pretty much the the routine for Doctor Who companions, in the sense they will, you know, they'll get those once in a while, and then they'll get the other episodes where they're doing the "What is it, Doctor?" bit. And she's certainly been back to that for the last three or four stories. You know, it, it, it kind of occurs to me that so Yaz's character development has been pretty flat, and Ryan's has he has been growing throughout the course Start, of the starting series. from a low base. Starting from a low base, he has been growing. But it also occurs to me, with with the exception, with the exception of what happens here at the end, Graham has not. Graham has been, if you will, he's already kind of there. And it's partially probably because they're portraying a character who is uh, a, an older person, who has, has a life of experience and uh, behind them. But, you know, he's been kind of there. His character has not changed significantly throughout the course of the episode. I, well, I, I until, agree. I dis- I until you get here. Well, I but, think, ooh. go ahead. Does does his does his character change here? I'm I'm not sure. I think well, what's changed with Graham is his attitude has changed. I think you're right in the sense that he he's a very he. I mean, I was going to say mature, but obviously, you know, he's Bradley Walsh's age. He's but I'm not really talking about age. I'm talking about the fact that he has a a kind of a, a, a terrific self awareness and also a very strong sense of. I feel that he's got a very strong sense of who he is and he has grown quite comfortable with who he is and his relationship with Grace even though in you know in some respects Grace was still able to embarrass him for example by displays of affection on the train in in uh, the woman who fell to earth but I guess it's that sort of slightly laid back sense you get with Graham but it's laid back with there's some you know there's something underneath that it's not it's not wishy-washy and I I I think that hasn't changed what I do think has changed is that at, at the beginning he wasn't he wasn't he, he 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 was he had this kind of distrust of the doctor coupled with a kind of slightly more risk-averse sense right. and he's grown to both respect and trust the doctor and also to i guess develop a bit of a sense of adventurousness which you know maybe he sort of almost inherited from from grace it's her legacy but 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 didn't they all get through that point by the time we ended arachnids in the uk yes i would say it was definitely in the in the first half of the series for him so obviously he wasn't a reluctant companion when they left earth initially yeah yeah. Um, All right. Well, <clears throat> let's talk about Tim Shaw. <sighs> oh, kind of a kind of a worthless villain in the woman who fell to Earth, and he's an absolute cookie cutter of a baddie. I think. Boy, he is. And and if you think about what he's done, he has all this power. Three thousand four hundred seven years 
all he's come up with is converting planets to trophies? That's well, it? Say with that's... all the power of the Ux available to him, that's the best he could come up with? What a lame brain <laughs> cartoon. I... <laughs> well, I'm not sure it would have made it any better if he'd come up with some plan to destroy the universe. I mean, I, I, I have appreciated I think the in the first five by, years, by, maybe. Well, perhaps. But in, by and large, in, the, in, the, in this series, the scale of the danger has not been overblown. And I think that has been a strength of the series because they've managed to find a real sense of jeopardy from things that are much smaller and much more personal than perhaps some of the things in, say, the Russell T. Davies era. And this episode I kind of ups the scales a bit by taking out the Earth. But it could have been worse. It could have been the galaxy or universal destruction. <laughs> like last week. Kind of... Well, yes, except last week it was... Didn't feel like it. It was a much more interesting story, and it didn't feel like it. Absolutely, it didn't feel like it. It didn't, it didn't have the, the, the kind of grandeur that those stories are supposed to exemplify it, it felt much more kind of well personal really much more small scale um this did feel a bit bigger because it was threatening earth but then again it is it is the end of the series but i i i i don't mind that it took him 3407 years and that's all he, he came up with and also i'm glad that it was 3407 years and not 3,000 years, or 3 billion years, as it probably would have been under RTD. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> those, those, those small details that, you know, the, the coincidences of things happening to fall exactly on a century or a millennium that they did all the time. Rather. So, okay. <laughs> when the doctor, when the doctor beamed out of Earth at the end of uh, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, and they were on a planet somewhere in another galaxy, or they were near a planet somewhere in another galaxy, and we had the ghost monument. I think Ben and I speculated, is that present-day Earth? The teleport is a time-neutral form of transport. What? The ghost monument wasn't on Earth at all. No. No, 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 no. But I mean, barring the, the vagaries of relativity that say no two times can be the same. In other words, it's an instantaneous transportation between two parts of the universe it is not a time transport it's not a time machine oh as no well it wasn't a, it wasn't so no, it would it have been time, if you could have time travel if there's a such thing as contemporaneousness between two points that far away in space it would have still been 2018 earth so this is not a period time. far in the future where earth's empire has butted up against the stenza or anything like that this is this is right therefore we no, can this... assume we can assume that this is also um 3,407 years forward from the time they sent Tim Shaw away. So it's mm -hmm. 3,407 years from today in the future. So when he was blowing up Earth, I mean, that's not going to be a problem yeah. for us because that's far in the future. Um, <laughs> yes. so, so, I mean, they didn't have anything to worry about. They could have gone but back at any time. It might be upsetting, though. Oh, I suppose. No, they did, <laughs> they did do a fair job. The, the tension building, the... The structure of the story was such, and it wasn't a great story, but I will say when they were racing for time there at the end, it was a little bit, it was a little bit good. It was a little like, ooh, I, I hope they can do it. You know they're going to do it, but because it's Earth and they can't destroy Earth, that's the way the game is played. But, you know, I, I, they, did do a, they did a much better job of making this seem like there was a real threat than they did in the last episode, where I didn't really buy the threat. Just like, eh, it's going to blow up the universe, no. whatever. And I'll, and I'll buy it. 
<laughs> Let's close the door and be done yeah, with it. We're, I, we're fine. Yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. So, um, I also do appreciate, I very much appreciate, that Ryan called the doctor out for what we've been calling the doctor out on all year long. Her sense of morality makes no sense whatsoever. What I really like, I've got a note, I've got a note to say is, is that the doctor totally called you and Ben out on this. No, I think Chris Chibnall she, has been she, listening to our podcast and no, go, well, oh, I better I, fix that. Well, and no, I better, I better explain it. I better explain what's going on here because I, no, in, in fairness, she did, she conceded that her creed changes, but she made exactly the points that I would have made to you, um, I, th- I think it was in your conversation about Rosa. No, I think it was in your conversation about the ghost monument. The ghost monument. Where you that would, was where you would where right. you you were complaining because the doctor had had a bit of a grump at Ryan because he'd picked up a gun. Yeah. But then the doctor had had used the the pulse weapon to knock out all the robots mm-hmm. as if there were. And and I I know you made the point that you weren't trying to be an NRA spokesman and this wasn't all about the whole kind of mantra of guns don't kill people Americans kill people but actually there is, there is, there are all of these kind of cultural associations with guns and the fact of the matter is and I you know I say this as someone who is has has enjoyed going shooting and so I'm aware there are there are other uses for guns but by and large. And certainly with particular types of guns, there is really just one primary use for them. And therefore, and I think the doctor did make this point, when she's got a new companion, she's breaking them in. The last thing she wants is to, in any way, let them get away with the sense that their first resort should be to pick up a projectile weapon. It felt very much retconning to me when she That's said exactly, that. This is exactly what I thought at the time that you were making the point. So when I watched the Ghost Monument, I'll be honest, it didn't the point didn't even occur to me. When you had the conversation afterwards, I thought absolutely what you're missing here is the fact that there is a difference between using a gun as a weapon when a gun really a bomb. is only a weapon and using something else as an improvised weapon in particular circumstances. And after all the fact that the doctor doesn't doesn't do these things as a first resort she's not a pacifist and i i get i mean obviously the fact that her creed is very variable is due to the fact that she has been written over the years by all sorts of people you know communists christians um anyone with whatever particular set of beliefs is going to project them onto the doctor in their in their episode you know so far as they can get away with it but in as much as anything is is constant in the doctor's attitude, the doctor's approach, it's the fact that she won't start by picking up a gun and killing people. It's not going to be shoot first and ask questions later. It's going to be if we can do this without without killing. I'm already thinking of exceptions to this, but if we can do this without killing, you know, <laughs> if we can do it through destruction of property or whatever, if we can do it through some peaceful means of protest we'll, you know we'll start there we will escalate as necessary but we will only kill as a last resort it will never be um just a a means to an end and i and i i think i think from what i was saying about the the kind of the story about vengeance that chibnall tried to tell in this episode and certainly successfully um explored in some of the earlier episodes in this series 
is a contrast to the approaches of because because I think Russell T Davis was very much more um, the 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 doctor was someone who intervened and took action and yes that that did involve killing yes in fact that did involve genocide that was something that was too far for Stephen Moffat something that he wanted to undo in the day of the doctor and yet even Stephen Moffat was willing to have the doctor deliberately kill Solomon in dinosaurs on a spaceship um, which was basically murder so I guess that does go against what I've been saying but okay well I'll, I'll take a I'll take a one one stab though just just the distinction between the gun and improvising another way okay knowing that the doctor knew that the gun would not hurt the sniper bots because a the sniper bots are machines okay mm-hmm. So don't run out there with a gun because that's the wrong thing to do. I'll come up with this alternative explosive and, and, you know, okay, she could run him over with a car. You hear that argument from NRA nut jobs all the time. Well, we ought to be banning cars then because you can kill somebody with a car. It's like, no, that's not the point. It's yeah. absolutely not the point. The car actually God has a useful we regulate purpose. cars. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, that we make people we have make people have to have a license for them. Oh, or take a test or, or, you know, have their picture taken or anything. But, um... <laughs> so I mean it's it's a rubbish argument um but I do get what you're saying the gun is absolutely is a is a thing designed for killing even though you're using it in this case not to kill because it's not alive she had absolutely no qualms letting Yaz run off with a gun in fact told her to do so with the the the, the gremlin even though it really is alive but again she knows it can't really hurt it so if if that is a don't use guns here take a Take a grenade instead, I, or you know, take this stun box instead that I've just whipped together. I, they haven't been consistent even in this series, no, and that's why I, no, I feel I like this is a retcon. It's literally the doctor is saying, "Do as I say, not as I do." <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry about continuity. I, I'm going to change all the time, but just pay attention to what I'm saying what, at this moment. There's an element. There's an element of truth in that. I. Th- I mean, I. I think I. D- I don't know. What, I don't know in what sequence the the kind of writing and filming occurred so it's it seems more likely to me that it would be possible to to fix the earlier episodes than um to to actually be necessary to have to write something in to this later episode around this i think it is an acknowledgement that this is something that as you say has not the the doctor has not been consistent but i also think there's a there's a reasonable argument there for saying actually it's more complicated than that that she she doesn't she she's be, she's been she's been acting for an for an out of a number of different motives when she's made those calls when she's given yaz or she's encouraged yaz to take the gun or she discouraged ryan from taking the gun and that that has to do with uh, th- things like their personality and their attitude and well and, i suspect well yaz is Risk situation. This, despite you know the the British police not carrying weapons, I suspect Yaz has had some training too. That, I, don't, that is... I, I, I don't I don't know that she necessarily would have had training, but she but certainly she's trained in situations where she is fully aware of the lethal force of a gun. And and Ryan has played video games. Right, Ryan is is tramping off in in his Wolfenstein 3D mode. Or whatever the Absolutely. kids these days play, um, but um, well, don't ask me. But it, it, <laughs> I think it's absolutely that distinction. But nonetheless, they sh- he should have seen it earlier. <laughs> 
See, that that's the thing. We kept seeing it. We kept uh, several episodes through. You keep seeing this. The doctor's attitude is not consistent here. Why are they not calling her out on it? And it took a long time but for it, Ryan to call her out on it. Or anyone to call her out on it. And and the explanation we well, get I, is... Well, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, sure I'm not sure it was top of, of Ryan's list to... You know, he didn't necessarily have a reason to call her out on it before. He didn't. He was... I can't even remember whether he saw what was going on when Yaz had the gun. I, what, I was he, he was, aware of that? I don't know. I don't um, remember. So, so he, 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 in other words, he doesn't necessarily see everything from our privileged position of the, of the kind of viewers of everything interesting in the story. He just gets to see things from his own particular perspective. So it didn't, it didn't seem to me that there were any obvious opportunities in earlier episodes where he would have the doctor would have done something or said something where he would have gone well that's that's completely unfair in the way that he does here okay oh by the way was tim shaw waiting for the doctor yes i think so i couldn't tell i couldn't tell if this was his i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep wiping out planets until the doctor shows up and then i'm gonna take the earth down to to be to be nasty i i couldn't tell if that was what this plan was or not? Maybe, yeah, maybe he was. Maybe it was just a bonus that the Doctor turned up. I'm not sure either. Because otherwise, wouldn't Earth have been the first planet he wiped out? Just, just to be, just well, to be Tim know. Shaw. You know, it's like, well, let's see. I got to wipe out a planet. Well, let's see. Where did I get my butt handed to me on a plate? Oh yeah, Earth. Let's take it <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, I did. I I was also pleased, and it's not a lot I can say. I, I kind of enjoyed this episode. I didn't think it was a great episode, but I, I kind of enjoyed. I, I'm it. with you. I thought it was a solid episode, and it was it, because of the the links with the first episode, which I didn't enjoy so much. But still, it it, it kind of bookended the series. In a I way like that the f- made me feel satisfied. Fact that you know the questions that I had at the time, which is, and again, just going to say, the Doctor DNA bombed him. That should have been dead. Mm-hmm. Right, the guy on the crane tried to trip him, and she got all pissy about that. Like, murder people. It's like you just put bombs on him, and yeah, there's that there's that moral culpability. It's like I put don't yeah, it is. don't that flip is that switch, don't flip that switch. I remember reading an article uh, many years ago. Um, you familiar with Leslie Charteris, the saint, the saint? Yep, not really. Um, well, he, uh, he the character of the saint kills people, bad guys, all the time. He is vengeance. He is, you know, his own sense of justice. That mm-hmm. is the character. When they translated it into television, whereas in the book, Saint could trap the villain, get him to a place, and provided that he could get away with it without being arrested for it, he'd kill him. Assuming the baddie was bad enough, right? Yes. Mass murderer or something. In, in words, the TV the series... Even if they adapted an episode like that, they'd have to put it into possession into position where the bad guy would have to take an action that that action caused him to die, as we've discussed. They would they would have to rework yes. the plots because it was simply unacceptable for the hero to pull the trigger. Even if they set it all up, they were not allowed to pull the trigger. And that's exactly what happened with Tim Shaw there. But, you know, we couldn't tell at the end of the episode, was he dead? Did he... F- did she send him back? Why did she? Why did she? She. You can't say she didn't kill him if that had been a lethal blow. You. You. You can say on paper, technically speaking, he pulled the trigger. But I'm afraid I wouldn't. I would say if you put the bombs on him and he didn't know you put the bombs on him and he had the trigger and he did that, you are still 
morally culpable for leading to his death. And maybe not. Actually, heck, that's first-degree murder. Um, but anyway, you know, blew him up and sent him back. <laughs> You're like, well, I don't know what um, I'm supposed braces. to take it. I don't know what I was supposed to take out of that at the end of that episode. Is he dead? Did she send him back? Did If she hadn't sent him back, would he have died? If, you know, maybe he goes back and he has medical attention. I, I, I don't know. So I thought it was kind of interesting that they, that they, you know, plopped him here. And I guess the Ucks have all that power, but they can't heal him. Um, but, but they can keep him alive somehow in his Darth Vader kind of mode. Um... But, it, but at least they mentioned the bombs. At least they remembered to tell us so that at the end of the story, I'm like, okay, well, I got it. The bombs did go off. They did hurt him really badly. And he got teleported to the wrong place. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, what about the Ucks? What do you think about this addition to the universe? Well, they're, they're, they're right. They're okay. <laughs> I, uh, I say quite it's like a, them. It's another... Don't want to see him again really unbelievable thing <laughs> i guess in the in the grand scheme of things it's just like wow that is that is a race of plot contrivium if ever i've heard of uh heard of them I, yeah it's pretty pretty silly really in a show about a person who travels around through time and space in a police box no, I I think it's a whole other order of magnitude. That whole there's only two of them in the universe. That's that's Sith level. That's Star Wars uh, agents of the Sith. There's only allowed to be two in the universe at any given time. I don't. I, I don't. Where do they come from? I've seen that one. Um, but where, yeah. where, where did the other guy come from? The 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 one that was crucified there at well, the I end. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> he's um, only 17 years old. So I thought. Well, he's only 17 years old at the end. No, at the beginning. Okay, right. I was going to say, because at the end, he's got to be something like 3,464. No. Something. Seven. Anyway, yeah. 24. So anyway, yes, he's got to be, he's got to, he's got to be older than he was at the beginning. Anyway, yes. You know, there's a a more. I I didn't feel like the arcs were interesting enough that I wanted to know the answers to the questions you're asking. (laughs) Or that I particularly cared, but by the same token, it didn't bother me that I didn't know. Okay, so I I do have one though with regards to their. The, I, I don't think they're interesting. I and I will agree with that, and I don't think that this was the way to go about it. But okay, there is a story there that might have been interesting that we didn't get to see, and that is when we're introduced to these two characters. They're clearly one's older, and the other is much younger because there's a there's that whole. I've been walking for 17 years, and the more you teach me, the less I, the less I seem to know. And she's like, "Oh, well, that's good. That's the way of the creator." So we have, we have the, the, the. I can't think of the word that goes. So he would be the acolyte more, and then she would be the whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the, the higher mucky muckety muck of of this religious pairing. And he has his doubts about what he can do. He has he has doubts about his understanding. And then at the end. We see we see nothing that happens in the intervening years, but in the end, she is willingly helping Tim Shaw, and he is chained to a crucifix, clearly a prisoner. I'm I'm more interested in how that came about than I am anything that they did. I I feel like there was a story to be told there, um, but we we don't even get it. We don't even get a mention of it. You just have to infer entirely. It's like, well, why is why is he chained up to the machine? And it's Presumably, it's because he didn't want to do this. 
In fact, we see that. He didn't want to do this. We, mm-hmm. do, we do see that when she forces him into the into yeah, yeah. engineer mode uh, or whatever it is. And, and that kind of, because there's, there's themes of faith and themes of, of conscience and, and doing what's right or not doing what's wrong, even though your God tells you to do it, there are those themes that could have been brought into it, and they were just largely, largely just there as sort of a backdrop thing to, to ignore. Um, but I'm with you. I hope we never see him again. It's a big universe. I hope we never see Tim Shaw again, but I'm afraid they didn't kill him. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to see Tim Shaw again. Um, I certainly don't want to, but I'm a little bit more optimistic than you because I think the point about that ending was they couldn't kill him. The whole, the whole idea that you could have come up with some convenient plot contrivance that would have written him out would have undermined the whole you know non non vengeance thing in a much more serious way than the fact that actually what they did was still a form of of uh, vigilante justice actually did but now he can escape and and while there's life there's hope and unfortunately even in even without life there's it's, hope for a villain to possible, come back and yeah yeah his story is over i mean i think i think one of the reasons that we thought it quite likely that he would be back was that the Stenza story clearly wasn't over in in uh, the one who fell to earth? I um, feel like yeah. the Dalek story was over at the end of the Daleks. Yes, all right, but that's <laughs> that's like that's where or Davros's. You, you have the Daleks in that first season, and it turns out that they are the the hit of the show. So you bring back a, a, a sequel, and. I, yeah, I felt the Weeping Angels stories were were over at the end of Blink. It's yeah. the same kind of thing. It's it's uh, in a later season you bring something back because the original reception for it was so good. Now, if it turns out that Doctor Who fandom is so alive with praise for the Stenza, I don't think there's any stopping them. They they're, they're going to return. But I'm well, not got that sure that anyone was that mo- that much more impressed than we were, and uh, unless I've missed something. That I that I'm not sure about. I hope not. It's certainly it's. I mean, the the fact that that Tim Shaw is back in this episode in the same series as as the episode in which he was introduced is because that episode introduced him and left an unresolved storyline. Speaking of returning villains, they all recognize the Cyberbots. I do not recognize Cyberbots. Cyberbots? Yes. Oh, the the tin robots the that were running I... around. Were they in the woman who fell to Earth? No. But they were in something, weren't they? Were they? I can't remember. I mean, I can only the only place I can think of would be the Ghost Monument, and those were sniper bots, and I didn't think they looked the same. Like I thought, and you'll tell you something. I tried googling it, and I could not find it because there's apparently the word cyberbots is used a lot in some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the the noise they, ratio they was way too high. They should have given them an SEO friendly name. Yeah. <laughs> But I didn't recognize them. But the second the first one showed up, they go, Cyberbots! I'm like, what? Do we know them? <laughs> Do we know them from somewhere? If so, they were even less memorable than Tim Shaw. Although I got to tell you something. When, when we saw Tim Shaw, he's so utterly generic. I'm looking at it going, is that the same costume? I don't remember. <laughs> he was kind of silvery and body droidy kind of looking guy. Power armor-ish, but... Wasn't that what he was wearing at the start when he appeared in that garage in Woman Who Fell to Earth? He was wearing some sort of a silvery, garmety, powery, sooty thingy. Yes, absolutely. I just, it's so generic that I couldn't remember when I saw him. It's like, 
I guess that could be the same costume. I don't remember. It's so nothing. I think it was. I it could it be the Silver Power Ranger for that matter. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it, it just. Well, yes, but that but that is because he's a pretty standard issue type of villain. To be fair, Daleks are pretty darn distinctive. Oh yeah, the design is terrific. Absolutely. I can't find any reference to cyber cyberbots in this episode. They're, they call them sniper bots. They call them sniper bots in this episode. Yes. Yes. Oh, I wonder if that's a well. I, th- I think I think they are from the Ghost Monument. Okay, I'll I'll maybe that's why I couldn't find them searching them up. But I that, I would swear if, if that, if, that if the subtitles correct, that, that cyberbots. I'm looking at the subtitles. Yeah, but you're looking at the BBC uh, subtitles, and I was looking at the iTunes subtitles. I'll, I have to go back and look. Uh, <laughs> well, possible. I don't know. I only I only managed to get through this one once. Uh, not because I. Not because it was so bad, I had to only get through one, but I only had the time to to give it the the first watch. Um, so, but when they the first time they see, I if the, if they if they're sniper bots, that would explain why. Well, they're Stenzel technology. Chibnall yeah. put the Chibnall put the reference to the Stenzel in the Ghost Monument, so he could save because, on costumes. <laughs> well, so that so that he yes, so that he could explain why you see the same the same monsters on whatever the planet is in that one mm-hmm. because it's been ravaged by the Stenza. Desolation. And on Ranscore because it's been colonized by old uh, old Mr. Timothy there. I think we'll go with Timbo. I think that was a... Timbo, yeah. Timbo. I think, I think that's a good one. Um, Timbo the Tooth Man. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you should take that down to the nearest calcium deposit box on the streets and turn that in. Um suppose that one's that one fly over most of the listeners uh look around you you ever seen that i haven't you should absolutely look up look around you it's a i might be bbc you know what it, it might be a bbc show it might be itv but it makes fun it's of bbc, University it's BBC. i know i should watch it yeah the, the calcium deposit boxes in, in britain people take their teeth and drop them in these boxes for collection and grinding down to be made into high quality calcium um it's <laughs> It's a weird, weird show. But I every time I see Tim Shaw, I think of that. I think of, wow, he's got a whole... Like, he can make some money there with his teeth off. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, how about the... I also will say I really like the fact that they ended it without ending it. They ended it about the same as they ended um, Survival. I, I, it's funny. I was, I was reminded of Survival. And I think the reason for it is because there's that voiceover they added to survival when they thought the show was going on hiatus Mm -hmm. and and you know it it has that kind of slightly poetic quality um you know there are whatever there is out there ace um and it's that speech from the doctor at the end of this that's why we keep looking keep your faith travel hopefully the universe will surprise you and it's it's yes it's a it's a bit it's as if he knew they were going on hiatus till 2020 (laughs) except it's not. It's totally. It's not. Uh, you know, we've been we've been talking about it like it's some big episode to end the season. It's the last episode of Doctor Who for a full twenty three days. Because that's how long we're going to have to wait for the next one when the Daleks um, come back. Hardly, no. <laughs> hardly an age. They better not. <laughs> I have no I've, idea. I've, 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 let's 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 uh, let's give credit. I know it's not specifically about this episode, but. Hasn't it been great not having returning monsters this year? Oh. The, there's good to that, but then there's the downside to that, Tim Shaw. Um, 
I well, there's no guarantee you wouldn't have got Tim Shaw in between Dalek and Cybermen episodes. Pating, that's it. Not to ping. It's Pating. Pating, yes. There we go. AKA Nibbler from Futurama. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I, so it did come to an end and I mean if if I'm not pretending like they were can't saying there's anything to it. You know, if they were ending the show, they were canceling the show, I would have much preferred it to go off the air there like that. I don't you like the fact I hate the cliffhangers. And I think the cliffhangers are even worse when it came time to having a Christmas episode. I mean, they absolutely freaking destroyed um, Capaldi's proper last episode by having to take it on into the Christmas special. You know, the Christmas special, or now New Year's special, <clears throat> is is just like this sort of growth that forms on it. If you're, if you're going to carry on from one season to the next, do so, but don't do it by way of the Christmas special. <clears throat> Or the holiday special. Let's call it the holiday special for the for the sake of argument. But I don't like them ending on cliffhangers anyway. Um, no, it was, a, it, it was a good it, ending. It's a good yeah. ending. Just just do it and go into the Christmas or the holiday special and end it the same way. Maybe without the same speech, but, you know, Mission Saw, back in the TARDIS, take off. It's all we need. We know the adventure continues. Or doesn't. But we know it continues. But I, yes, I, I, I like the lack of... I lacked the lack of old villains because they rely on them too much, particularly the Daleks. Well, and the Cybermen, too. But at the same time, they didn't come up with any memorable ones this year. No, but they've created the space for it. Yeah, I guess that's that's true. They've, they've... Besides, besides I, which, I'm not, I'm not sure that's entirely true because I think, I think people are going to remember the sentient frog universe for some time to come. Sadly, they're going to remember the sentient frog universe... And if the sentient frog universe ever comes back, it will come back in the form of a frog, despite the fact that that was, you know, just a momentary yes, whim. Yes, yes. It's it now should, it cemented shouldn't come in... back in the form of a frog. It shouldn't come back, I think, I, not because I didn't like it, but because I don't think there's anything else to do with it. But yes, I, I agree. That it would <laughs> like be Omega. A, it would be a mistake to have a whole series of frog sequels. Yeah. So, but that's 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 what we remember from the Chibnall era. The frog in the chair, Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are worse legacies. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, I don't believe that I have anything else. I I have very little else except I I I think it it deserves a word of praise that this episode is unashamedly filmed in a quarry. I mean, a proper doctor who quarry this this could have been filmed in the same place as uh, death to the daleks or time and the rani it was that kind of quarry and it looked ace really good i i appreciate that there was in a quarry yes uh, i'll go along with that i think they need well i don't know if they need more quarries but but it was it, I, it's, it's a nod to the roots i think and i like that you know there's, there's a there's a good i think perhaps ben and i had this discussion once but i mean i think when you're doing production of a television show, and particularly in the older days, you do have to work around what's available. <laughs> and and I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, having only been to the United Kingdom once. But, you know, we, we drove around you know, up to Scotland and around the east and west sides and, and, and whatnot. And there's not a whole lot of places that you'd look at and go, wow, alien desolate landscape. <laughs> 
right? Well, you only say I mean, that because you live in alien desolate landscape. Exactly. That's exactly right. And if you were if you were making a TV program here, you would have a hard time finding lush jungle. <laughs> and right, I mean, it, it is what it is. What it is. This is why so much American television people have the wrong impression of so much of America because all of it was shot in California, which has its own unique look and feel to it. And for for so many decades, and so I, you know, I don't I don't begrudge Doctor Who its quarries. Those are pretty desolate looking. <laughs> Maybe you know sometimes in say. I don't know if it was Death to the Daleks. Um, no, it wasn't Death to the Daleks. It was uh, it was the or maybe it was Death to the Daleks. I don't know which is the one that came after um, uh, the the uh, Frontier in Space. Oh, oh, right where they had the Ogrons and they went to that planet and they were in the quarry and they didn't bother to remove the roads. It wasn't Planet the of the Daleks, was it? That, that might be Planet of the Daleks. Well, no, that was Spyridon, the Jungle Planet. Yes, no, that was definitely spired on. You're quite right. And yet, Wikipedia, its frontier in space is followed by Planet of the Daleks. Okay, they went there in frontier in space. That's it. They went to the planet of the Ogrons in frontier in space. Right. Yes. So that's why I was thinking. That's where the Daleks make their appearance at the end. And then the Doctor goes to the I remember them the appearing at the, the end, yes. 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 Popping on the quarry. Yes, that's, a, that's an incredibly poor use of a quarry. That's a very long detour to get to. That's a very poor use of a quarry because, <laughs> it, it, you know, they might as well have just left the quarry equipment out. It looks so much like a quarry. At least here, <laughs> it looks like a shattered planet, a desolate shattered planet. So that's what you do with it. The time you spend and the, the money and the effort. It, uh, yes, it is. And it, and it is using it in the right way. And, and it's being willing to do it even after... It's become something of a joke that Doctor Who gets filmed in quarries, so good on them. I think next that they should intentionally make a wobbly set. They should they should go <laughs> to a planet where well, they go to a planet where the aliens build basically light frame wobbly plastic walls for their dem- <laughs> buildings so that everything they touch wobbles. You can't get through it because it's like super alien plastic, but but nonetheless they wobble all the time. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, does Chibnall have Twitter? I, I need to submit that idea to him. <laughs> totally needs to do that one. Let's, let's get them all out of the way right now. All right. Uh, okay, well, uh, this, is, uh, this is it for the, the season series proper, but we will be back for the New Year's special, which his name is Resurrection? No, no, no. Resolution. 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 Something well, I hope they the solve that. Man. Yeah. The res- <laughs> oh. oh darn it <laughs> resolution of the daleks <laughs> i wish i hadn't thought of that i really wish i had crossed my mind <laughs> they're gonna bring those daleks back i know they're gonna bring those daleks back they're just they're not gonna resist bringing the damn daleks back chimna will have kept his word i told you we're not bringing back any old villains this series yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fair. That's he did. He did. He did. So, fair game. Whatever's next, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't break his word. He's made it through to the end. All right. All right. Well, Simon, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure, as always. And uh, listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. 
You've been listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at fusionpatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. I totally forgot to mention cheese and pickle sandwiches. <laughs> whole episode is that cheese and pickle sandwiches. Yeah, I did that video. I did that video it's for the Patreon subscribers so they can see a cheese and pickle sandwich in, in action. Let's, let's just consider this a plug. <laughs>